Good morning, my name is Cynthia Mouton, and this is the Finished Works Ministry. This is a ministry designed to teach you the Word of God and how to apply it to your everyday life. So we're going to get started on today. Such a beautiful, beautiful morning out there. We are officially in fall. My favorite time of the season. I love that cool breeze just come upon you when you're outside. So let's get started. This teaching will not be long, but hopefully it will be a blessing on to you. So my question, I guess, in the title is of this sermon is, Do you know your rights? I'm going to repeat that one more time. Do you know your rights? So during we're all everywhere, all around the world is experiencing this coronavirus pandemic. And one of the things I have heard so prevalent, especially in the community that I live in, is, and even on a road, see certain people, and they say, I have my rights. I have my rights. So I live here in Michigan, and in Michigan, our governor shut everything down. People were mad, and then she said, everyone has to wear a mask. Well, people were so upset, and they said, I have my rights. You can't tell me when to wear my mask or if I have to wear a mask. They were ballistic. And I said, when I saw that, and I said, boy, I really related that to, I just thought about it and I said, how many believers know their rights? Because I see so many people out there experiencing different things and I say, man, not only don't they know their rights, but they don't know who they are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So who are you in Christ Jesus? So let me say this. Most of us say we know our rights, but I beg to differ. So what happens is I took three things, three sayings that I always hear people say, and I'm going to go over those with you. And that tells me, really, do you know your rights? So I please excuse the noise in the background. I'm doing a live, a live recording here, and I guess everybody is up early. So here are three of some of the things that I always hear. Three reasons that I say, really, do you know your rights? So one of them is, I hear people that are believers, and listen, we are all growing, we are all getting there. And they will say, I can't do that. It's too hard. Maybe you can, but I can't. And I think to myself, because, you know, as you walk with the Lord, you become confident in him and what his word says and what it means for you, knowing your rights. Or let me put it like this, knowing the promises of God that is for you. So they say, I can't do that. That's too hard. Maybe you can, but I can't do that. No, I never would be able to do that. Okay, so maybe you weren't able to do that before. But now you can do it because in Philippians chapter 4, verse 17, it says, 
I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. See, it's not through your strength. It's through God's strength. Amen? The next one, you might have went to the doctor and you might have talked to somebody. Hey, how you doing today? And they say, man, I just been diagnosed with, let's say, heart disease. What can I, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't know how I'm going to go on. Uh, now that I have this condition, now I got to feed the condition. I have to do this, that, that. And I stand there and I say, okay, I understand when you get the initial diagnosis, it kind of takes you back. But then you have to snap out of your natural man and go into the supernatural man and know what the word of God says. And in 1 Peter 2.24, that says that Jesus took and bore our sins and his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his stripes, by his wounds, by the stripes on his back, we have been healed. So if you have been diagnosed with something like that, listen, you have to stand on the word of God. You have to get a scripture. You just can't say, oh, I'm going to get better. I'm going to feel better. No. See, the devil responds to the word of God. God responds to his word. He said, whatever you put that word out there, he's going to accomplish it because his word shall not return unto him void. I hear people say they might have an impossible situation, and they say, this is impossible. I can't do this. this is an impossible situation. I don't know what's going to happen. But yet the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 37, 37 excuse me, no, all things are possible with God. And it says this also. Know all things. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So there's two scriptures there. Also the Bible says in John 15, chapter 15, verse 7, If you remain in me, in my words, okay, the book, his words, remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given on to you. See, you got to know the word. That's how you're confident. You got to know, listen, take the Bible and read some of the stories and see the great things that God has done. Because guess what? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change like man. He's God all by himself. He can't do that. And he can't lie. He's not a man. What he says in his word, that's what he is going to do. You have to build that confidence in the word of God to believe and have faith and know that he's going to do it. How do you do that? It's called relationship. Have a personal relationship with the father. That's how things are going to get done. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to mature in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, just think about your natural relationship that you might have with someone. When you first knew that person or were getting to know that person, sister, uh, you know, you grow up with your sister or a friendship, let's say, 
you had that person and you had to have a relationship and as you saw that person character and you knew that you can trust that person and that person was dependable then if they told you something you believed it right remember the title of the message do you know your rights so a couple of weeks ago talk about relationship and character of the person you know we as believers have the holy spirit that lives inside of us amen the holy spirit lives inside of us when we become born again it's inside of us but you have to have the activation of the holy spirit with a baptism of the holy spirits so listen when you get to know a person you want to know their character amen what they're made out of so as believers when we become into a relationship with the father we want to know what are some of the aspects or some of the things of the characters of god okay God is a good God. God will never let us down. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. But see, the character of God, we should look like the Father. God is very compassionate. He's love. He's joy. Some of the fruits of the Spirit is a character of God. If you look in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23, it will tell you about the characteristics of the Father. It will tell you that we should show love, his peace, patience, kindness, some of the things that we'll experience in the Holy Spirit. Also, the characteristic of the Holy Spirit. See, when we have the Father, let me, let's just talk about this a minute with the relationship here. Some of the characters of the Holy Spirit, okay, is God appeared. Let's just look at it like this. God appeared in a dove. He said, like a dove, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, like a dove. But God, he's our comforter. He's our intercessor. He's our paraclete. He's the presence of God is always with us if you're with him. He, the Spirit of God, he is the Spirit of truth. He will bring you, says, he will bring you into all truth. God is a gentleman. There is nothing like our Jesus on the face of the earth. Amen? So know your rights. But see, here's the key. When you remain in the Father and he remains in you, you can ask anything in his word. Now, faith, you got to have faith in it. You have faith when you go out to your car and you get in that car and you start it up. You don't think that car is not going to start up because someone has told you that a car runs and when you put the ignition in the key, it will start up and you believe them. So you have to believe your relationship in the word of God. You got to know your promises, know your rights, what you are entitled to with word of God. So I ask again, do you know your rights? Do you know the promises of God? So when you know your rights, there's a great confidence that you have. Have you ever seen someone and they're very confident and bold? I love a uh, uh, pastor, excuse me, <clears throat> Jesse DePlantis. 
Oh, man, I love watching him. You know why I like him? Because he's very bold. He's very confident in God. He knows who he is in Christ Jesus. So you have to know who you are in him. I'm going to read some scriptures in a minute about in him, when we're in him, who we should be. Amen. So have the confidence of God. Know who he is. Be fully convinced that the word of God is true. The Bible says, I just said it, the word of God will not return on him to God void. Amen. His word will not return on to him void. See, just believe and receive that the word is true. Believe it and receive it. It's very easy. If you have faith, if you have that relationship, then you don't have any problems. See, God said you can come to him and ask him, but you have to believe it. A double-minded man will get nothing from the Father. So believe God. See, faith, and we got to have faith, faith without works is dead. Amen? So know that the Father will answer your prayers. Know that he will handle every situation, but know your rights in him. Know the promises of God. See, I can tell where a person is if I talk to them for two minutes. I can tell you if they have more natural or more spirit man in them. I can tell you what they've been doing in their life. Because the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth will speak. Meaning, what you believe in your heart will come out of your mouth. <laughs> See, I can figure out what stage you're in. If you're a baby Christian, if you're fresh out the womb, if you're an adolescent, or if you're mature in Christ Jesus. Now, let me tell you something. It's a high price, but it's a good price you pay when you walk with the Father. So, here's one of the things you can do. I just talked about it. If you submit on to God in his ways, you can literally tell that devil to flee and he got to go. Amen? I believe that's in James. Look it up. Find that. There's some homework for you. So, the Bible says, submit on to God and resist the devil and he shall flee. So, if you have a situation, do that. The devil has to run in terror. So, we can do all things, remember, in Christ Jesus. If you know the promises, basically. If you know you're right. God gave us all power and authority, and he put it in our hand. Take the Bible, read the Bible, know the Bible. There's tons of promises in that word for you. I just want to go over, as in closing, I want to go over who we are in him. I read some of the scriptures uh, if we remained in him and he remains in us, you could ask anything you will. Remember that? Anything you want and it will come to pass. That's John chapter 15, verse 7, in case you missed it. 
talked about how he bore all our sicknesses and degrees and, uh, uh, d disease, excuse me, and sin, and that was in First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. We talked about being able to do all things through Christ Jesus, who strengthens us in Philippians chapter four, uh, thirteen. And here's that one scripture I kind of put together. But it was all things through Christ Jesus to strengthen us in Philippians chapter 4 and 13. And then the other one says no in Romans 8, 38. So my clarification and correction here. No, in all things we are more than a conqueror through him. Through Jesus who loves us. Amen. Amen. See, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall lack nothing and that's in Psalms chapter 23 verse 1 and in closing keep this in mind know who you are in him and know your rights and know the power and authority and the promises of God and in closing what Mark chapter 9 verse 23 it says everything is possible for him who believes. God bless you and have a great day. Good morning. My name is Cynthia Mouton and this is the Finish Works Ministries. This ministry is designed to teach you the word of God and show you how to apply it to your everyday life. Amen? Your everyday life. Some of us know the word of God, but we just don't know. We can recite it, we can say it, but we don't know how to make it to make it manifest or apply it and use it and put it to action in our everyday life. See, we have to have faith in the word, knowing that that word will work. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So faith is believing God that he will perform his work and then going out there and doing what you believe. See, I know what you believe in by your actions. If you tell me I love to eat, now listen, I love to eat. I love some good food. And you can tell I love good food. When I eat, if you've ever eaten with me, you will see I will sit there and savor every single bite. I love it. And you know what? I'm demonstrating that when I'm eating it. So we have to do what we say. Amen. So let's get started. We already got started. So today's topic my podcast is going to be magnifying God. Are you magnifying God? I'm going to let you just think about that for a minute. We have to magnify God at all times. See, everything is working together for our good, for them that love God. When you're praying and believing, amen? When you're magnifying God, when you magnify anything, if you, I have one readers, okay? When I take off my readers, the letters 
are not as big as when I put them on because now they are magnified. It's made bigger. So you always have to keep in your mindset, God, listen, it's Jesus, it's God. There is no other like him. We have to make him big because he is big. See, God is the God of this universe, okay? When you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you said, Lord, take the will. You handle everything. You make everything happen. But you have to trust him. See, in Proverbs chapter 3, let's go to verse 5. And you will hear my, hear my pages turning. And I do not tell you things on what I believe. I am going to share with you what the word of God says. Because that is what's true. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Excuse me. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise, verse 7, in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. See, evil will come. Amen. This will bring, here's the results of this, health to your body and nourishment to your bones. It sounds to me like it's saying, trust in me and I got your back. When you trust in me with all your heart, you got to give him your heart. This is the only person or the only thing, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you should give your total, whole heart to. Because he won't let you down. People, human beings, will let you down every time. Yes, you can give your heart to them, not your whole heart. Everything that you have in your well-being, your heart should go to God. Make sense? There's a fine line. Because his, his love is not like any other love. He has agape love. That's bigger than all kinds of love. See, God gives us unconditional love. That's God. He is unconditional love. Man don't quite like work like that. So you have to get a totally different mindset when you're dealing with the king of kings and the Lord's of Lord. So let's go on. So in all your ways, not some of them, give them everything. Submit to him. Here, God, you have it. You take care of it. And he will make your path straight. Now, here's the key. In verse 7, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you know it all because you don't know half of what he knows. See, God sees things before we see things. He knows what's going to happen before it even happens. Amen? So fear the Lord. You got to make reference and fear God. And no, listen, have you ever had a natural relationship with somebody and you loved them 100% and there was a respect that you had, 
but it was like a fear, meaning a reverence to him. And that's what this is saying. And it says, shun evil. That Listen, evil will come, as I said. This will bring health to your body. I'm going to dissect that. Sickness and disease will try to affect your body. Some of the ways, there's all types of different ways that people um, experience temporary illness in their body. And I say temporary. Some of the things, some one way that this can happen is stress. Stress and worry will kill you and unforgiveness. It will break down your body. I've seen it happen. I was employed at a place that was so stressful that my body started reacting to the stress. And when I resigned from that position, all the symptoms went away. See, I wasn't necessarily giving it all to God and trusting my whole heart with the situation. You know what I did? I thought I can be wise in my own eyes. In some situations, we do that, no matter where you are with your walk with God. So take that scripture. If that's one scripture, those three verses in Proverbs chapter 3, 5 through 8, take those scriptures, read it every day, type it out, make it be your affirmation. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I won't lean to my own understanding. I will acknowledge or submit to him in all my ways and my path is going to go good. So magnifying God. Make God. He should be the biggest thing, the most magnified thing in your life. So Joel Osteen made a statement, which I thought was really cool. And it says, don't magnify your problem, magnify your God. Amen? Don't magnify your problem, magnify God. I think what happens, and let me just continue the statement, the smaller your problem will become. So when you magnify your problem, it's big. But it says, don't magnify your problem, magnify your God. God is worthy. He's greatly to be praised. He's the King of kings and the Lord of Lord. God, you're my everything. You're the Alpha, you're the Omega. You're the first and the last. This is how you magnify God. God, you said in your word, if I believe in you, all things are possible with you. God, you're the God of the impossible. And let me tell you something. God is going to show up on the scene. Amen? So, don't magnify your problem. Magnify your God. The smaller your problem will become. It's true. I've done it. See, the word of God is true. You have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. 
But in all your ways, I'll say that again, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Not your aunt, not your uncle, not your father, not your mother, not your sister, not your spouse. God. Put God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added on to you. You got to know the word. You got to be in the word. Because when you come up against anything, that word is going to change the situation. Amen. Now let's turn to Psalms 34. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter 34. Verse 1 through 9. Psalms chapter 34, excuse me, verses 1 through 9. Here are some of the things that I'm teaching you today is how to magnify God. Focus. I did a teaching on focus. What are you focusing on? Have you ever realized when you focus on something, nothing else matters? So I have a puppy, and my puppy loves this particular ball, okay? When we're outside playing, nothing else matters to him. He doesn't see anything but playing with that ball. He is so focused that you have to be really careful because when he's trying to get that ball, he, 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 don't, he does not, excuse me, excuse me, see your fingers, all he sees is that ball. He is focused on what he's doing. We need to be so focused on God like that, that nothing else matters. So here's what happened when you focus or magnify your problem. That problem consumes you and you really can't see any of what the word is saying. Because your mouth is speaking the problem, not the solution. Very important. Speak the, speak the solution, not the problem. So let's read here in Psalms chapter 34, verse 1 through 9. And it says here, I will extol the Lord at all times. I'm reading out of the New International Version. His praises will always be on my lips. I will glorify in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt, I say, his holy name together. Number uh, Verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those, verse 5, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all, not some, all his troubles. And the angels of the Lord encamped around those who fear him and he delivers him. Taste and see. Come on, that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, 
for those who fear him lack nothing. Listen to that. You will lack nothing. See, you have to keep the word of God in your spirit, coming out of your mouth at all times. Because what happens is, the more you hear it, the more you believe it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? See, I have an email address. And when I went into an independent business, the, the person that was over it told me, Cynthia, your email, you might want to switch. It's not professional. I don't care about professional. I'm giving myself an affirmation. And it gives me a great way to witness when I am speaking to people and I give them my email address, which is no lack anymore at yahoo.com. You know what that email says? I have no more lack. Amen. So look at the benefits, but we have to taste and see that the Lord is good. What does it mean to magnify God? Some of these things which I'm teaching you right here, that's magnifying God. It's making him larger in your life. See, he has to be the biggest thing in your life. Amen? He's it. He's the biggest thing. Listen, my husband knows when I got married, God first, family second, business third. Amen? And you have to make sure we're bringing that in that order. Nothing comes before God. Amen? That should be our first love. Now, do we kind of tip off, kind of gear away sometimes? Yeah, it happens. But we got to keep our focus. As you get a renewed mind, this will become easier and easier every day. So if you look, at Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. Let's turn there. Chapter 16, verse 11. Now, this pod, podcast is going to be a little longer uh, than usual. But I am going to get through it. We're almost done. So I hope you are enjoying the magnifying of God on this podcast. So chapter 16, verse 11 says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. We know at the right hand of God, that's the authority. Amen? God is authority. So what happens when you sit in his presence? Okay, let's just talk about that. When you are in the presence of God, your situation, I can guarantee you, will change. Okay? That situation will change. What do I mean by that? So, you tell me, you're telling me, Cynthia, when I go into the presence of God, your situation will change? Absolutely. When you sit in the presence of God and you talk and commune with the Father, your situation will change immediately. Immediately? Immediately. You know why? Because 
you're in the presence of God. And what you went in with, that heaviness and that burden, when you come out of being at that presence, you come out looking at your situation in a different way. Absolutely. Did it change immediately? Yes. Now your outlook is different. God, how am I going to get through this? This is too much. You went in with heavy burden. You sat before the Father. You talked with the Father. You had conversation. He gave you your answers. You come out. Now you're like, oh, I got this. See, now you're in a victorious state of mind. So if we turn to Psalms chapter 63, I'm going to read verse 3. And that says, because, now remember earlier we talked about the agape love. Because your love is better than life. See, God love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. And number verse four says, I will praise you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. Amen. Lift up your hands and praise God. He is worthy to be praised. Let me tell you something. I've been walking with God for over 30-something years. And let me tell you, he's never left me, left me. He will never leave you or forsake you. He has always been there. And he's always been right on time. Amen? So how do you get to this place? Let me tell you how you're going to get to this place. By spending time with the Father. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. You got to be in the Word. You got to know your rights. You got to know who you are in him. Praise and worship. Sit down and have some good praise and worship time. And let me tell you, you might be sitting down with that worship, but you're sure going to get up when you praise. See, praise and worship go together. You can't separate them. It goes together. Amen? Commune with the Father. Sit and talk. Have you ever had someone that you just sat and communed and had a good heart-to-heart, per se, talk and just was there and just was enveloped in that presence. Commune with the Father. Magnify Him. Glorify Him. Praise the Lord at all times. See, when you worship God, let me tell you what that is. That means you acknowledge and you ascribe that God, what is worth to someone to someone or something. He's the biggest thing out there. Is it? Listen, this is a good life. If you don't know Daddy, please accept him into your heart. Repent for your sins and say, God, I give it all to you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Jesus. Take over or take the will. I want to be saved and I want you to be Lord over me. It's that simple. It's not hard. Then you have a brand new start with the Father. So some of the ways you can do some of these things that I am speaking of is we're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Very familiar scripture. It talks about renewing of your mind. Do not fashion yourself after the world, but renew your mind. If you have a whole new way of looking at things, your whole outlet is going to change. 
See, we have to bring our mind, and I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, into captivity. You just can't let your, your mind wander and think all kind of stuff. You got to bring those thoughts into captivity. So, what comes out of your mouth is very, very important. You can read Matthew. We're going to go there right quick. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Amen? Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. And that says, Oh, I don't think this is right. Hold on one second. Nope, that is an incorrect scripture. I wrote that down, so let's strike that. Maybe it is Mark. Okay, anyway, guess what? I'm human. Mistakes happen. Anyway, we're going to move along. Let me just go to 12 and 34 and see if that is it. And it is... Nope, not it. Okay, anyway, let's move on. See, what you say out of your mouth is what you believe. That's the bottom line. If it's not magnifying God, even if you're thinking it, don't say it. Don't say it. Say the word. Speak the word only. So I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures here. We're coming up on 25 minutes, and I am going to cut this short. We read Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Proverbs 15 and 7 says, The lips, chapter 15, verse 7 says, The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the heart of the fool are not upright. Watch your mouth. Okay? Watch your mouth. So, magnify God. Magnify God. Have you ever been in a situation where someone came in a room and you're like, oh my God, that person, oh my gosh, that person, look at that confidence. Look at that boldness that person has. Man, he, he's got it going on. Right? He knows who he is. He's walking in boldness. He's walking in confidence. He's trusting in somebody. He might be trusting in the Lord. And wait a minute. Think, have you ever thought to yourself, who, who magnified him and let him know that he was all that? See, we got to magnify God because God is all that. And he's going to show up in a big way every time. Amen? Be confident in God. Know that God is going to take care of every situation that you have. See, he is worthy to be praised. So in closing, focus on Jesus. Give him all the due praise that he deserves. He, listen, make him Lord of your life. Give him everything. Talk to him about everything. You know what? This book, the Bible, is life-changing. The word of God is alive. When you sit in his presence, when you commune with him, when you do praise and worship, listen, change will come. Remember in the 10th commandment, Moses went up to the mountain and when he came back, he looked a totally different way. 
his hair was changed. He was in the presence of God. God bless you. I hope this podcast has helped you and have a great day.